Welcome to the Detailing Down Under podcast, the place for everything auto detailing in Australia right now. Here's your host, Dale Guthrie. G'day and welcome to the Detailing Down Under podcast. I'm your host, Dale Guthrie. So we're back into another episode. So um, yeah, last one went off really well with Kent uh, from Glossworks. So um, for those who haven't listened, jump over and check it out. He was um, very insightful what he gets up to and um, we have had some good feedback and yeah, it's had some good listens already. So it's tracking well. So um, thanks for everyone's support and messages over the last few weeks. So that's been good. Um, yeah, like I say, if you are interested on in coming on as a guest, I am chasing guests all the time. So don't be afraid. Um, it's just having a good chat and um, also helps get your business name out there as well and let people know what you do in the industry. So it's um, it's not scary at all. It's just a good chat. But today I've um, been looking forward to this one. So uh, I've got Glenn from Street Appeal Detailing. So he was probably one of the first ones to message me and um, say, yeah, look out and hope to um, see what we do with the pod. So that was good um, straight up. And then, yeah, we just kept chatting and um, thought we'll get him on and have a chat. And I always follow his stories every day on on Insta. And, yeah, they're very insightful and um, pretty cool stuff what he does down down in uh, Victoria. So welcome, Glenn. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. No dramas. Thanks for making time. So, yeah. I know um, making time with detailers is hard and um, during your day and or your lunch break, so it's, it's good. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. It is difficult for, for some, but um, no, look, I've been looking forward to doing this and um, yeah, yeah, can't wait to get into it. No, awesome. So you're in Caram Downs down near Melbourne, yeah? Yeah, that's it, man. Southeast Melbourne. Um, yeah, we've, we've, we've uh, been in this Caram Downs location for just over 12 months now. So yeah, going well. No, awesome. So um, take us back. Where where did Street Appeal Detailing start and um, how did it form? Um, look, uh, it, it actually came out of a little bit of a, so- a sorry tale. Um, super long story short, my, my father passed away. I was in a, a white-collar business at the time. Um, I, was, um, I was working interstate and doing bits and pieces for that business. And it got to the point where I just, I wasn't happy. I wasn't home very much, um, you know, got a young family and those sorts of things. And then, uh, yeah, as I said, my, my father passed away and it put a lot of things into perspective about um, me realizing and wanting to do more with what I loved and what I enjoyed doing. Um, I've always been a car guy. Um, that, that too came from my dad. And so I, um, I kind of, I just threw in the towel and um, decided that I that I'd go for it. I'd, I'd been like, I dabbled in the detailing space uh, before that, not for a huge amount of time, but I just was like, you know what, I'm gonna just give this a red hot go. Threw in the towel at at, uh, at my job and um, and went for it. And that was now what are we like, basically four and a half years ago. Oh wow! And here we are. So um, yeah, we. Initially, I had a small, I had a small um, space at a shop um, that I was sharing. Um, couldn't really get that off the ground, um, and found that um, just to get my name out there, we were, we were also doing um, 
a bit of mobile work at the same time. Um, so I'd, I'd do some bigger jobs here and there at the shop and then the rest of my week was filled with mobile uh, detailing. started in the back of my, uh, what was it at the time, I had a Hyundai i30. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, the mobile stuff took off more than, than what the shop was. So through the shop in um, at the time, I think I was there for about maybe six months when we first started. And then, um, yeah, went and just did mobile. We did mobile for, what was it now, three and a half years. Um, and that was kind of what gave us our name. And at the peak of the mobile side of things, we had um, three vans running around doing what we do. Um, we're doing a, a bit of coatings, but not much. It was more um, your pre-sales, you know, one-step, two-step corrections and, and bits and pieces and, and some, and some um, dealer stuff, but we can talk about that. Um, later on but yeah that's that's basically where we came from wow mobile yeah yeah so how, how was uh how's melbourne mobile detailing industry has had that go oh, look man it was? it's it, this time of the year is tough like i feel for the mobile guys that are still out there doing it and, and slogging through it um this this last you know month and a bit where you know it's 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 hard we we sit in the shop now and we'll be working away and uninterrupted by the weather and look out and it's torrential rain. And I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm glad that we gave up mobile. Um, and I, I still talk to a bunch of the mobile guys at this end and, um, you know, having to re reschedule weeks of worth of work. It's, it's tough. It's really tough. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, Joe was talking about the other week. Yeah. You, you le definitely learn a lot going mobile. And then once you find a shop, you, you love it. Yeah, look, it, it teaches you a lot and it makes you um, quite resilient to, um, you know, just getting through a job, whatever it is that's in front of you. You, you find a solution, you make it work and, uh, you know, because you either, you've got another job to get to or, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to be packed up and gone because you've got something else scheduled the next day. So I think it makes it resilient and it forces you to learn how to do things quickly and efficiently being mobile. But, yeah, I uh, I'll definitely wouldn't go back <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's my other one is hoping to get someone um that does mobile full-time and that loves yeah. it uh, yeah keen to hear someone yeah reach out to us because yeah it's it's another world i believe not i've never done it but um yeah you hear a lot about it and it's it's probably a tough gig they're probably too busy to talk to me so yeah yeah it, it, yeah. Look, it is tough and it um yeah it look it, it it does have its own benefits and i'm sure that there's a huge range of customers that if you're not doing mobile you're not going to be exposed to um but yeah i i'm happy where we are now yeah yeah, yeah for sure um so how long have you been where you are now Location. Um, yeah, so just we're just over 12 months, uh, or maybe a little bit more, maybe closer to 14 months or so now that I look at the, the month that we're in. But um, yeah, um, it's it's taken us a bit to get to where we are now, and we've, we've slowly fitted out the shop, and we're still not finished. There's still bits and pieces to do, but it's, at the same time, the where, where we are now, it's, it's definitely workable, and um, we can get the boys in, get a couple of cars in, work on... We can comfortably work on three concurrently um, where we are, but um, but yeah, about, about 14 months. Was it hard to make the move from mobile? Was it a big gamble, yeah. you think? Is, you think, yeah. it, is it going to work? It was. Um, I had a business coach at the time and um, 
they really pushed me because I, we knew that as far as the business was concerned, the, the profitable stuff was in the bigger jobs, the multi-step corrections, the codings. We were doing a, we were doing more and more um, PPF. I was doing that mobile for um, more so just trucks, um, yeah, brand new trucks, um, and a little bit of PPF here and there on cars, but I tried not to do it mobile because you just never know what sort of environment you're walking into and you know you ask all the qualifying questions of someone got room to work and a nice garage and blah 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 and you just turn up and it's it's just never what you expected it to be so yeah we um we didn't do that the ppf stuff much um mobile but yeah the transition was a huge gamble um as i said i had a business coach that pushed me to do it um and it was probably the scariest thing because i'm like at the time, we, we had thought we'll, we'll continue with both. We'll do the shop and we'll do mobile um, and might wind back what we did mobile. So we were just going to keep it to maintenances and like pre-sale details, that kind of thing. Ideally, we'd just make it that we weren't going to do any polishing out of the vans at all. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of got to the point where, like, thankfully, the, the shop got really busy and it was just too much to try and, um, keep up with at the shop and it was just made it feasible that we just shut the mobile arm of the business down completely. Wow. You yeah. didn't um, try and sell that off or I, anything? I, I actually I actually did. Um, yep. So we had, it was more so just for our maintenance customers. Um, so we had a list of maintenance customers. Oh, look, I have to ballpark numbers. We were doing sort of 50, 60 cars a month. Some of them fortnightly and weekly, but most of them uh, on a four-week four weekly rotation. Um, so I sold that off to another business. Uh, he's still um, he's still doing mobile. Um, he has a shop as well. Um, I think it filled in some filled in some holes for him as far as his schedule was concerned. And um, yeah, he's still he's still doing it, most of those cars now. To 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 what I understand. Oh wow! Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you say you're still um decking out your shop so is there much more to finish off there you reckon yeah there is a little um look as i said we've got um two main detail base now um but there's still a substantial amount i, I want to do within those um i want to have them so that they're basically we can once a car's in we can close them off um so we've got no interaction between the bay and the next bay between sort of between the bays and then out into the main area of the shop um I want to do air conditioning in both bays and then we've got um, all of our upstairs as well. There's a fair bit to do up there still, um, more so just for the PPF side of things, um, like a big cut table and plotter and all that sort of junk. But um, yeah, for the most part, as I said, it's definitely workable and it's presentable and it looks nice um, for the customer facing aspect of it, but it's never finished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I noticed how um, it's your roof bays are probably quite higher than what I see normally around, around yeah, the industry. Which is- it was it was kind of by design. So, yep. well, it, it was by design. We, we, we knew we wanted to be up that high right from the beginning. So, mm. yeah, you're right. They're, they're four metres tall. Yep. Um, the, the basic thought process around that was that we could have a car on a mid-rise lift um, all jacked up as high as it can go. It's not going to touch the roof. And then the flip side was if we do if we did get trucks in and out of here from time to time, um, even something like we've had um, big con- like we had a big concrete truck in here and um, like brand new one like not mm. getting not getting the shop <laughs> filthy, but um, even that we were able to back right into the bay and it not touch the roof. So 
that was kind of the the forethought behind doing it. Um, granted, now we're probably doing less trucks here because they just take up so much space. But um, that was the idea at the time. Yep, I might um, might go into the truck side of things because that's something I'm I'm looking into myself as we discussed before. So, yeah, what have you? What were you doing with trucks? So it came out of. Um, just happened chance. The shop that I was initially in um, was I was sharing some space with my uncle. He ran tip trucks as a business, had a few of them. Um, and uh, I had um, been working with um, uh, Detail Central. Uh, he knew a guy that had gotten and became the distributor for the FlexiShield product, FlexiShield PPF in Melbourne. They had spoken and said, oh, look, I know um, Glyn, he, uh, he's doing some work on trucks, maybe you could reach out to him, see if he wants to start doing PPF. And um, it kind of just happened that way. Um, the guy that was doing the distribution for PPF at the time for FlexiShield, his name was Adrian. Um, and so, yeah, we jumped on board with him. We ended up doing the training course. Uh, I actually was working with him as a second pair of hands for him because he was also distributing and installing um, in the trucks market for quite some time. And um yeah, so I jumped on him with him for about eight to nine months, I think. I was his second pair of hands. Uh, learned a lot, obviously, at that time. And then, um, yeah, he threw in the towel. Uh, didn't want to do it anymore. And so I basically, um, you know, huge shout out to him and, and, and thank you to him. But I basically inherited his PPF side of things, this PPF business. Not the distribution, but um, supply and install for trucks. And yeah, we just kept going with it. Um, he'd already built a, a pretty large contact base um, with, you know, Hallam Trucks and like Kenworth dealerships, um, a few bull bar manufacturers and those sorts of things. And yeah, we were lucky enough to just inherit it and keep going and continue doing that and still do um, a chunk of those today, depending on who it was. We got rid of a few of them because it was just too far for us to travel. But the local ones and the ones that are happy to drop, um, you know, bull bars and stuff across to us, we still operate with. Yep. So they'll bring just a, like a brand new bar ready to go yeah. on, but they'll shop it around the shop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we try and do that if we can. That way we're not, um, you know, one traveling, even though they're local, it's still a pain in the ass to, you know, pack all the car and, and go there and do whatever. So if they can drop it here, we can do it between other jobs. It works out perfect. Um, the only ones that we still do, you know, mobile setup really is like the full trucks, you know, you know fuel tanks and bars and the front ends and bits and pieces. Yep. Yeah. What's um? How long would it take to wrap a a, a standard truck bar? Um. So the bumpers, the short line bumpers. Um. I'll look a couple of hours at most. Um. Yep. It it with the weather, it's more so waiting for the edges of the film to dry out at the moment when it's cold like this. Um. If you're doing like a full bull bar, you know, four post bull bar. Um. Yep. That's it's a full day with someone basically. We'll have two of us. Um. One will be measuring, measuring and cutting film as as i'm basically just installing so it's two of us for the most part of a day to do one of those yeah wow yeah interesting mm. yeah that's something i'm i'm keen to get him yeah we've got kenworth over here in mount gamby so big dealership so yeah that's another avenue i'm i'm gonna track down and um rip into yeah absolutely man it's it's really as a as a business opportunity it's it can be lucrative for the mm. truck side of things it's really good they're not, yeah. they're not scared of spending money and they, they if, if you do it properly and you do a good job, you'll get more of them, no problem. Mm. Yeah. No, definitely a challenge. Haven't done one, but, yeah, I've got a couple lined up, so I want to have a crack. And, 
yeah, see where that ends up. So um, it's just another thing we we can add to our business, really, and another yeah. service. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's really good. You you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So how long? Um, what experience and where did you gain that in your PPF for for cars? Um, you gain all that. Um, the cars kind of just was a, a learn by doing thing. Um, so as I said, we we'd been doing the truck stuff for eight to nine months. Then we did the actual Flexi Shield training course. Um, we had Madison, who at the time um, you guys might know Bush Wraps or or the Slick As business in Queensland. Yep. Madison at the time was distributing um, or was the Australian distributor for Flexi Shield. Um, so we did the, some training with her. Uh, we did some. Uh, we what did we wrap? I think it was a Mustang at the time. Um, so that was probably my first bit of hands on with a car, and then it was just dabbling in it from there on, um, you know, uh, getting cars that we were, at the time I was doing some bits and pieces mobile. Um, and then once we got into the shop and I could do it a bit more seriously, um, that's kind of where it's happened. I'd been doing trucks and bars this whole time. So basically four and a bit years. Um, but the actual doing it on cars has probably mainly really been since we've been here at the shop. So, you know, 12, 18 months. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, is that what you use? Is Flexi Shield? Is that you, you? No. So we did whilst um, whilst Maddie was distributor for it. Um, she no longer is, and so we found an alternative. Um, yeah. We're now uh, outside of the bush wrap stuff, which uh, we can talk about if you want to. Mm. Um, which we still use and 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 um, wholeheartedly uh, love their product and what they do. Um, but yeah, outside of that, anything that's full full wrap or anything that we're doing bulk installs of. Um, which is most of all the other work that we do outside of bush wraps. Um, we use a film called Zinc, Z-I-N-K, Zinc film. Um, there's myself and a few other wrap shops in the immediate area that, that use it. It's it's awesome, awesome film. Really, yep. really good film. Yep. Yeah, I use um, bush wraps. That's my intro into PPF. And, mm. yeah, I think their, their templates and model are, are, are awesome. It suits my business. So yeah. um, it's a good way to start and get your techniques right. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. For someone that's uh, for any any like detailing shops that are trying to get a, a foray into PPF, um, I think it's a really great starting point. Even if you just order a kit for you know a mate's car or get them to pay for the for the basic kit and you install it to try and get your head around how PPF works and how to manipulate it so that it does what you want it to do. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a really great starting point. Mm. You can surprise yourself too. I, I have. I've thought I'd, I wouldn't be as good, but yeah, it's it's interesting. The more you do, the way better you get at it, and the tricks you learn along the way are pr- pretty cool. So yeah, absolutely, man. No, it's 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 really good starting. So what um what daily services you got going on down there in Streetville? Um yeah, look. So we're we're still doing all the same services we've always done. Um, we're just predominantly doing more coatings and PPF now that we're in the shop compared to doing the maintenances and pre-sale details. Um, so yeah, we've got a few businesses in the, in the area that still drop their cars off over here on a, you know, a fortnightly basis. Like we'll spend Fridays doing maintenances more often than not. Um, and then we run two sort of pre-sale packages. One that's just a, a thorough clean. The next one is the same thing with uh, with a basic one step. Mm. We do those sorts of packages a bit. Um, sometimes we'll find our weeks full of them. But um, 
and then outside of that, it's just um, coatings, uh, whether it be new cars or you know restored vehicles or bits and pieces like that, and then um, and then PPF. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And you seem to attract a lot of um, sort of older cars, restored cars, like you said, which is yeah. Cool. Look, we're we're doing a, we're doing we've been doing a bit of them. Um, they they sort of come and go. We'll, we'll do like a a slew of them together, and then we won't see any for three or four weeks or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's what I love working on most, man. The, the old school stuff is, is mm. uh, like a real passion for me. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Um, are you, I think you, you're with Angel Wax. Is that correct? Uh, as far as coatings? Yeah. 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 So, um, so we're certified with Angel Wax and Kamikaze. Um, they're both from the, the detailed central, um, side of things. Um, yeah, Dan introduced us to Kamikaze initially. Um, we were using their coatings predominantly for quite some time, and then we've kind of um, we've kind of progressed moving to solely. I'd say ninety five percent of the coatings that we do now are all Angel Works. Yeah, yeah. What's the comparison? For them, because I know, um, I, th- I believe Kamikaze's reasonably got a good. Yeah, name. look it, for for us. Um, the defining factor for us is that a lot of the coatings that we do are on daily driven cars. And we found that the Angel Wax, like their, their five-year coating, Genesis, um, was just a more hard-wearing, environmentally resilient coating. Um, we've had a couple of customers' cars now that, um, one in particular that really comes to mind, that um, we did the coating he went away by his own admission. He's like, oh man, I've washed it once. He brought it back 12 months later. Um, literally had washed the car once or twice. And then uh, we, we brought it in, um, did a thorough a decon on it. Acid washed the car from front to back to declog the coating. And it was like we finished it yesterday. Um, all the hydrophobics were back exactly how we expect it to be. And um, and yeah, so it was that was kind of the defining moment for me. I'm like, man, if, if anything that's daily driven, especially if it's not garaged, we put an angel wax on it from yeah. now on. So that was that was the decider. You're right. Mm. Very nice. Um, all right. Um, so what? How's the how's the culture we say down in in your area? Is there many close by to you guys in details? Yeah, so there's um, there's two that are quite close to us. Um, one literally on the other side of the the industrial kind of complex that we that we are, you know, the industrial estate kind of where we are. Um, we've only like just uh, as I said, we've been here fourteen months or so now, and we've only really just started talking to each other in the last couple of months. Um, not for any reason. It was just that he had some overflow, couldn't do it, referred the customer to us, um, unbeknownst to me. Um, and I quite I try and keep up with customers. You know, um, how'd you hear about us? Where'd it come from? And uh, these guys were like, "Oh, you know, we heard of you from um, from the guys at Minty Fresh." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. We hadn't hadn't spoken to them before." And so off the back of that, I went around and said, "You know, thank you, you know, for passing on the business and 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 started to build a relationship." And since then, um, yeah, there's been back and forth between the both of us. He does a bit more business to business. He works on a lot of the cars for like the local mechanics and those sorts of things where we do a lot more retail work. So um, that's worked out really well. Um, and then there's one other one um, in, well, I think it's like, I think his actual suburb is Seaford. So probably, probably it's five to 10 minutes away. I've never, never spoken with him. Um, 
And then as far as, um, yeah, with other detailing businesses, um, there's a fair few that I talk to, fair few mobile guys, um, and there's probably two two other businesses um, between the three of us that um, that are quite close, uh, other business owners. Um, uh, yeah, both of them do both mobile. One of them also has a shop. Um, and yeah, as far as uh, bouncing ideas off one another, um, transferring work to one another if we can't handle it, whatever. Um, those two, those two guys are probably the the ones that I speak with the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably sorry to backtrack, but you mentioned um, working with the dealership back in, was it the mobile days? Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, so, look, um, I've always struggled with regular car dealerships. Um, more often than not, at least in my experience, they wanted everything for nothing and I wasn't interested in it. Um, but, no, we used to do um, a lot of work with Malibu, Mal uh, Melbourne, so the Malibu boat dealership, um, which... Um, Locality-wise, it didn't suit us at all, but it was really good for um, the amount of work that they gave us. So we were doing a lot of their um, secondhand changeover boats. So the boats that came in, we'd get them basically prepped and ready for ready for sale. We had a a, a, a very um, streamlined process. It got to the point where we could knock a, a boat out to a really thorough result in a day. Um, I, I especially um, for, for most of the run of the mill boats, I'd say 80% of them we'd knock out in a day unless they were really heavily oxidized or really hammered. Um, we'd have to go back a second day, but ideally we didn't do that because um, for us, where we, we were at the time, we we're based in the southeast and they're in sunshine. So it was more than an hour's um, drive one way. So yeah, we, we tried to. Um, yeah, do those in, in, a, in a day if we could. But, yeah, for quite some time, I'd, I'd say we serviced them maybe for two years. I'd have to I'd have to go back and double-check. But, um, yeah, um, the guys out there were awesome and, and really helped us um, more so just with filling in work. Like at the time when we first started going there, it was just me, myself. I was still running around doing mobile. Um, and then after a while, it was having them um, sort of helped us um, – jumpstart into a second van so i had one of my other guys going out there predominantly doing all their boats and then um myself doing the stuff out this way um but yeah for that side of it and um doing dealership work it was more so me saying look this is what we can do and this is how much it's going to be if if you can come to the party with that awesome we'll do the work if you can't well then can't really help you that's that's the basics of it yep yeah do you find these days um, customers are bringing their new cars directly from you these days? Is you see much of that? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it's um, a lot of what we do with the new car side of things is exactly that. Um, we'll, we've often got quotes outstanding with customers and, and everyone that does new car coatings would be probably experiencing the same thing as this at the moment. But just waiting on new cars to be delivered is, is a nightmare at the moment. You make yep. a, a tentative date for a car and then it gets pushed out two weeks or two months and that part's made things difficult. But, um, but yeah, absolutely. Drop them straight over here from the dealership um, and we'll prep it, full interior coating, exterior coating. We can get tint done while we're here. Um, We've been doing bits and pieces like tinting taillights and um, all those sorts of things that, that cross over from whether it be ceramic coatings or PPF or mixing match mixing and matching too. Um, yeah, it's, it's been exactly that. It's been working out well. Yeah, and I think the public are catching on about the whole 
dealership coatings and or whatever they're offering and yeah. um, branching out into the detailers and asking, yeah, and getting quotes and coming yeah. down that route instead of just getting it done there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and look, by by most accounts, we're either in the ballpark or we're cheaper in in many occasions. Um, and it's it's funny we've got a customer uh, around the corner from here. One of them, you know, fell for the dealer's promises and we'll do this and we'll do that and got their car coded by the dealer and his business partner caught wind and managed to, we got, uh, we did his car. So we've got like a back-to-back result, both brand new uh, BMW, uh, one's an X5, one's an X7, both coded at the same time. Ours is still killing it. Um, his one three weeks later had no water behavior on the on the dealership coded car. I'm just like, man, I, I tried to tell you, I, to- I told you what to do. <laughs> I can't, I can't help you from here. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I got, I have a link to a dealership, but it's sort of with the customer, the dealership will drop the car to me, but everything's yep. through the customer still, not so much the dealership though and get it before they pick it up. So yeah, oh, that's perfect, man. Just, if you can get that sort of thing, that's great. Mm. Um, back to the old cars. So um, for those who don't follow Glenn on um, Insta, I do, Street Appeal Detailing. Um, a while back, just before Motorex, I know you had a pretty hectic week and it was quite <laughs> interesting keeping up with it yeah. online. And um, yeah. you want to have a chat about that one? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, like we briefly mentioned before, it's the age-old tale of uh, saying yes to more than uh, or biting off more than you can chew. Um it was exactly that. Uh, we said yes on a couple of things. Uh, one big job turned into um, a, a much bigger job than what it was initially expected. Uh, we had a, a full custom F truck in um, at the time. It, it was a yeah. It was an eight or nine year build for this guy. Um, we were the last step of the puzzle, um, and yeah, we had a we had it for the week prior to MotorX. Um, in addition to the other work that we had booked. And then we also had um, customers reach out from uh, MPW. Uh, they're uh, like a, uh, a big Alice tuning shop down our way. Um, they had two cars that they wanted us to come and have a look at as well. Um, couldn't get the cars here because neither of them were running at the time. So, uh, and, and this is, again, we'd, we'd completely um, stopped doing mobile stuff, but we also wanted to get, uh, the jobs under our belt because we knew that they were going to be at Motor X. So the more cars we had there with our name on it was, was going to be beneficial. So, um, yeah, said yes to everything and um, uh, in, the, in the moment regretted it, but uh, afterwards and got it all done and, and did what we needed to do. But, yeah, um, multiple nights that week we slept at the shop, both myself and, and one of the guys that worked for me. Um, yeah, you know, midnight, 2 a.m. finishes, back up at 6 o'clock in the morning, go again. Um but uh, yeah, it was worth it, man. We 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 do love it, and the, the customers for those cars again blown away. And yeah, it, it made a great result for having their vehicles at MotorX. Yeah, that's that's epic. Yeah. Um, for those who don't, MotorX is probably one of the largest show and shines in Australia, sort of like a mini SEMA sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I haven't been. Did you attend? You obviously go along. Yeah, yep. yeah, we did. So we went into the bump in, or when they when they bring the cars in um, on the day of um, when when the cars went in, and then um, we went back there myself and I, I, I took the boys that worked for me. For me, um, we went there as punters on the I think it was on the Sunday. Um, yeah, just to go and check it out. It's it's different being there when you're running around trying to finish off the finer details on cars and get them in and ready. 
and then to go back there with you know casually was was nice mm. yeah. how many how many guys you got with working with you uh we've got two guys that, yep. um, that are here full-time now yeah yeah nice yeah um new products what what would you like to see you reckon do we mm. need any more new products and the, the product market's so saturated i I don't even keep up with what's out there, to be honest. Let alone telling you what I think should be um, brought in as um, as new. Um, there's some cool stuff. Um, uh, Dan from Detail Central's um, bringing in um, a product line at the moment. We've had some cool stuff that we've been able to test for him. Um, it's uh, it, it was um, yeah, it's slowly coming through, I guess. And um, yeah, being involved in that's fun. But um, yeah, look. I, I can't tell you. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't give you an example of something that, that I think that we're we're lacking. I uh, I, I know that we're able to get cars done to a high degree with what's available now. So yeah, nothing nothing to hide there for myself. Nah. And then it probably goes on. What could we improve in our industry? You reckon um, as a whole? Yeah. Look, as the industry as a whole, um, I was I was having a chat about this with the with the boys that um that work with me and. The consensus from all of us is um, is like honesty and fake promises, and I know that's a, like a huge topic. But I think for the for the ceramic coatings, other things more more often than not, it would be something for us that people explain to their prospective customers more so what coatings don't do as opposed to what customers might assume they do do. Um, I think that would be a, a huge benefit to the industry as a whole. We all know anybody that's, you know, supplied coatings or installed coatings that for the most part, they're not going to stop swirls and scratches. They're not going to stop stone chips. They're not going to stop and do a lot of things. Granted, coatings are awesome and they keep your car cleaner and, you know, the self-cleaning and hydrophobics, all those sorts of things are awesome. But, um, yeah, we, we all agree here that um, some more honesty and, and, and upfrontness about uh, what can be completed or what can be um, uh, accomplished by having a coating on your car should be uh, first and foremost. Yep, 100%. And, yeah, Joe talked about that as well. So it's obviously a big, big thing. So yeah, it's something probably need to reset on. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. Uh, top five questions. So yeah, we'll probably go back a fair way here for you what yep. was your first ever detailing job um so it was still when i was kind of doing things on the weekends um for um friends and family before i really jumped into this full time and it was a r36 vw black wagon um super cool car i spent way too much time on it i had I didn't really have the correct compounds and, and, and pads to work with an ultra hard paint that is black VW or black VW stuff. And um, yeah, um, but yeah, it was my first like paid, proper paid job. I think it ended up being 500 bucks, um, I can't remember exactly. But yeah, I spent like two and a half days on it and um, yeah, didn't really, now, now to look back on it, I'm, you know, could have done it in a day and got a way, way, way better result. But um, yeah, it was what it was. And um, yeah, this was the, the, the first job that I can recall. Yep. Yeah, I think we all did that. And even yeah, now sure. looking back what we did, we, you'd probably cringe what you used. And then Yeah, like, that's right. And do, do it completely up. differently. Yeah. Um, favorite polisher, do, what's your go-to ones down, down there? Well, I think this is kind of like a two-part 
answer for me. So as far as a business is concerned, having um, tools that are reliable for us is is key. Um, we slowly migrated to all flex gear quite some time ago now. Um, but I've still got a, um, a Roops, I think it's a Mark III. I can't remember now. Um, yeah, D8, that's my, like I've got my polisher, that's my polisher and all the boys have the rest of their own. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I still pick up um, for the actual, just the, the, the grunt of that machine is probably what I go to more, more often than not. Um, the flex stuff is, I feel like they're more refined and nicer to use in some degree, but yeah, I still pick up my roofs. Are you I've, on had the- it, I've also had it in for, for, for repair about 16 times, but <laughs> um, but I still pick up my roofs. Are you on the tools much every day or are you in the yeah. background um, in the office? Look, it's, it's week to week it changes. Um, if, uh, if we're doing a full full PPF job, that's 90% of that's me um, and that's a full week's kind of worth of work. So, um, yeah, definitely on the tools. Um, this week we've been really busy. I haven't had a day that I haven't been on the tools. Um, I need to try and, as a, as, a, as a business, I need to try and disconnect from myself from that more um but yeah it's difficult man to to you know do one path or the other Um, we're not we're not there yet to be able to completely just be in the office and obviously yeah absolutely obviously some of the 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 gear getting through at the moment these rams they're getting very popular and yeah um, big jobs yeah absolutely man um we've done basically everything we could possibly do to rams whether it be coatings or partial ppf full full front to back ppf um all those sorts of things but yeah uh they're 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 coming through hard and fast at the moment we we've had a lot of them through the shop um maybe not as many as some others but um it feels like we've, we've we've been doing a ram at least once a week lately um but yeah they're becoming more and more popular between those and Silverados um, and, and the big trucks, it really feels like they're taking over the market as far as a dual cab ute is concerned, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're big. And they're, there's more to come. I think uh, Toyota are bringing the, the Tundra and the new F-150, I think, next year or whatever. Yeah, I did actually. I did see something about that very recently. Mm. But yeah, yeah. No, it's just another another car that takes a bottle and a half of coating as opposed <laughs> to a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you mentioned that Angel Axe, are they 30 or 50 mil bottles or where? They do both. Um, they do both. So, yeah. um, the, well, specifically for their five year coding, their Genesis stuff, they have them in 50s and 30s. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Um, how would you go with a Ram? They they drink the whole bottle of the 50 or? No, nah, not to that extent. No. I was I was kind of joking. But um, no, we, like of the 50 mil bottles, we get like a Ram and then maybe a smaller car out of a out of a 15 mil bottle um i prefer like we kind of do an allowance especially of a 30 mil bottle but we we definitely have an allowance of one per car um if we've got a little bit left over great if we don't and that's that's okay too i we we definitely uh we try not to skimp on those sorts of things yeah no i just ask because what i use is only 30 mil only so i thought a couple of yeah. bottles would probably yeah, I think on a thirty, I haven't. I don't think we've like we haven't bought a thirty mil bottle for quite some time. I buy fifties basically all the time now. Yeah. Um, but I think the last thirty mil bottle that we would have used we'll probably just got around a round. Like they're pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gion were the opposite. They were fifties, and then um, they're gone back to thirties. And yeah, you got to sort of make it stretch or crack another bottle. 
Yeah, right. Otherwise, yeah. everyone was having a lot of wastage. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and they reckon they couldn't use them. But, yeah, so it is hard these days, especially with the bigger trucks. You probably yeah. just got to allow for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ceramic or PPF? Um, look, it depends which hat I'm wearing. Um, if we're talking about a, a business side of things, we, we, we obviously tailor it around the, the intended use of the vehicle for the customer. Um, whether it be mix and matching or a full body PPF or whatever we're doing. Um, but for me, my detailer had on the finish that I prefer. It's, it would be ceramic every day of the week. Yep. Do you coat the film or is it your film um, have that coating? On yeah, so the, the, zinc, the zinc stuff is highly hydrophobic uh, right out of the box, which is awesome. Um, we have coated over the top of it. Um, we, we did coat over the top of FlexiShield often. Um, but, um, but yeah, more often than not, um, the, the way that the zinc film finishes, um, we just send it out the door like that. It just depends on what the customer's after, but I'd say ninety-five percent of them are just just film. Yep, yeah, I'm coating um pretty much most of my bush wraps. Yep. Um. Yeah, offering that as an uh, as an extra on top. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It, it, it look it, does, it across the over the top of the bush wraps film. Um. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um. Obviously, different film, different makeup, what have you. Um. But yeah, it just depends on the on the job. Yep. How did you get into the bush wraps? Did you just because you're already doing it and well, because them yeah, because of um, the affiliation that we had with Flexion Shield yeah. and Madison um, at at Slick as already, it kind of just flowed into it. We were already marked as a certified installer for, for the Flexion Shield side of, side of things, and then um, yeah, she yeah offered it to us. We we jumped on it straight away as soon as we had options for it, and then um, the way that they've marketed that product and. Um, we're often we're getting multiple calls a week as a as an installer or a certified installer that's mentioned on their website um yeah so yeah it kind of just fell into place yep yeah nice um your best detailing tool or product um interiors it's got to be a tornador uh 100% without a question of doubt um as far as you know, smashing through a, a hammered interior or even just even just maintenances, we had a quick blowout to get rid of like a little bit of dog hair on top of the car or something like that, man. It's there's there's no question um to one of those where it's uh for sure. Awesome. Haven't yeah. had that one. Mm. Um your interests outside of detailing. Um look, I'm a, I'm a car guy, have been through and through. Um, so I'm always got something on my mind in regards to that. Um, and then, uh, I, I, I play a bit of online games and bits and pieces. Not, not that I feel like I've got any time to do it more often than not. Um, the business takes up a lot of time. And then, um, outside of that, if I'm, if I'm not at work, I'm, I'm trying to spend time with, um, with my family and my girls. Uh, so yeah, there's, that's, it's an interest, but don't get time with it really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you got any older cars or you? Not really? I did have. Uh, I had a HJ Montana. Um, I only sold that about four or five months ago. Um, it was one of those things. I, I was driving the car maybe twice a year. Um, I was. It was a car that I built with my dad. And so it had, it had gotten to the point in my mind, it was like an irreplaceable thing. 
And uh, yeah, I was driving it very little and I was kind of scared to drive it because I'm like, man, if I crash this, I can't replace it. Like I can't rebuild this with, with my dad again. And so it got to the point where I'm like, you know what, this is crazy. I've got this car that's sitting there um, and, you know, the, the COVID prices I couldn't really um, ignore anymore. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I sold it off and um, yeah, got, got rid of it. So yeah, now I've, I've just got my, I've just got the daily now, which is not, not an old car, but um, yeah, that's my only car for now. I don't want to touch back to it, but the your state alone was the worst with COVID mm. and lockdowns and stuff. How did you manage through that? I'm um, doing dodgy shit, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, look, it was it was hard, man. We were still so we'd been in the shop a couple of months. Um, I decided that uh, we weren't going to play the lockdown game, um, so we did what we could get away with. Um, we locked, we closed the roller door and locked the front door. And for people that were happy to drop cars here, we still did them behind closed doors. And then uh, we also did a, mobile, a bit of mobile work here and there um, with some um, uh, with a bunch of companies uh, under the under the guise of commercial cleaning. Um, we we even did some really random stuff, man. Like we um, we had a business that we were doing. Uh, we were cleaning um, pallets for like just like APCing and pressure washing pallets for them because they were a food distribution business with these like plastic pallets. And so, yeah, we'd go there and spend a day cleaning like 700 pallets for them um, because, you know, we could, we could get a certificate that allowed us to go and do it. Um, it was just a matter of, you know, I've got boys here, um, uh, a couple of them, that, or sorry, one of them that didn't have access to any sort of COVID support whatsoever. So it was either me, find him work and so that I could pay him or he's basically going to sit at home with no income whatsoever. So yeah, we, we just made it work. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really spoken to anyone and I know, yeah, you guys were pretty bad over there. And yeah. so, yeah, I thought I'd bring that up as much yeah. as we all don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It was rough so. for a bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're on the other side of it. Mm, 100%. All right. Oh, we'll wrap it up there got anything else um no man no. look not really um I, i'm glad that someone started a an, an aussie detailing uh podcast so it's, it's really it's really cool and, and and commend you on um and putting the effort in and, and trying to make time to to get it out there and make it happen um but no outside of that man no nothing nothing at all um yeah I'm, um, I'm an open book, so if anyone wants to ask us anything or has questions or thinks we can help in some way, please reach out and I'll do what I can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it is um, It is a bit of work, the pod. And, um, yeah, I had the, the, the word mentioned the other day. I wish it was every three days, but far out. <laughs> getting, it, uh, getting it weekly is a, a struggle. Um, yeah, I've been talking to quite a few people, so we'll see where it ends up and, um yeah, things get busy for me now, so um, we'll, we'll make it happen. And um, yeah. and like I said um, to another bloke the other day, th this wasn't for me. It's for the industry, and I don't need, I don't want to be here for the voice of it. It's mm -hmm. you guys and getting people like yourself on and, and talk about what you do and whatever else. It's um, yeah, we don't have to stick to a schedule or anything. So it's yeah. it's not about me. It's about the industry and you guys and um getting us all together and having a chat really it's that's sort of what it's for yeah yeah absolutely man I, I think that's what's important um you know you can build some camaraderie within the within the space in general that's only going to be a beneficial thing, beneficial thing. Hmm. and we all do things differently um 
yeah, our services could be different. Like you're into trucks, done trucks. So yeah, so it's all it's all different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I think everyone brings their own element of um, experience and expertise. And um, yeah, there's there's definitely not just one way to skin a cat. And so bringing these people on to talk about how they do it and what they do, I, I only see it as a good thing. Mm, yeah. So, well, thanks for your time. And yeah, uh, you are on, uh, you got your website and you're on Insta, you're on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, Insta, yep. Facebook. Um, yep. And, and website, it's, I only had that redone not that long ago, but I feel like it's so out of date already. I've, I've got to go back over and do it again. But, um, but yeah, um, yeah, all the above. No, awesome. I do. I was thinking of a topic in regards to websites because I'm not sure if everyone has one. I know Kent did in the other week, but it's probably something um, we sort of forget. Like even up and coming detailers, businesses, mm-hmm. and stuff. If you're listening, um, I only not long got one myself, and I'd been running for three or four years without it. So. But everyone's different. Um, you don't have to have one, but they all say it helps. But yeah, it'd be. I think I might do an episode in regards to that. Get a um, a, a website designer and builder on, and yeah, and chat about um, that, that side yeah, of absolutely, man. I can, I can, I can, I can point someone towards you if you want for that side of things. But um, yeah, look, I think that having a, a twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week salesman in the background that you don't have to. Um, you know, make any effort with is only a, a good thing. Um, it, it can't hurt to have it there and um, you might be missing out by not having one. So, mm. And just, yeah, your phone does run a bit more red hot once you oh, do get it and the, and the SEO is out there. And yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I noticed it like a lot of more random calls and than you'd get. And it's, it's good. It all brings, brings in business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, you, you think about it the way that we all, you know, look for services or products. The first thing we do is we jump on the phone and either search for it on Instagram or search for it on Google. And um, if you can position yourself to be that local resource, why wouldn't you do it? Mm, absolutely. So, all right, we'll wrap it up. We'll go and continue the work for the day. Um, so, yeah, thanks heaps for your time, Glenn. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. I've no worries, man. Good luck with here. everything. No, you too. And, um, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll um, we'll chat soon. Thanks. That was another episode of the Detailing Down Under podcast. Subscribe now for everything auto detailing in Australia.